Welcome to episode 134 of the Thunder Underground podcast. I'm Trent, here with Jason, and this week we've got the return of CJ and Dale from Grind. That's right. You know what? What? This episode is about as kicking as CJ during a Grind show. <laughs> right. But but just not that good, but almost. Like actual kicks, you mean? Yes. Because I remember he talked about that, talking that... Blackstone Cherry did it, and so he said it was cool, but they were ripping on him because he weighed more than the Blackstone Cherry guitarist. <laughs> That's okay. As long as anyone's doing some kicks, it's fine. I might do one. You never know before this episode's over. You might so pull watch a, out. You might pull a David Lee Roth level kick from yeah. 1982. That's right. Don't make me do the splits in the air. It'll happen. Well, this is coming here in just a bit. We've also got the debut of a brand new song from Grind. But hey, before we get into that, let's talk about this Friday night. Steve Murdoch, Murdoch Productions, is putting on an event for himself. Why not? Hey, that's, you can do it. You can do it. Why not? Yeah. You know, what was really cool <laughs> is this past weekend, I went on a float trip and Steve Murdoch was there and it was great. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck you were. Yeah. That's usually how it goes, right? Uh, so how did that, how, how was it? Um, that actually was the other way around. Okay. Um. I bitched out on that one. But anyways, <laughs> um, it's going to be a great show. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. We're all going to be there. And we're going to rock out. And it's, you know, a great way to celebrate his birthday. Yeah. Steve Murdoch's birthday bash, Friday night, July 16th, or 15th, sorry. It's his 28th birthday. Yes. At the Shrine, featuring Grind. Who we're getting here in just a bit. That's right. Reliance Code, who we talked about many times in love. Stanley's Revenge. Yes. And Curse the Fall. All right. So this is a great lineup. Four bands. Get out there. It's only five bucks. Can't beat that on a Friday night. And the Shrine's a kick-ass place to see a show. It is. It is. So, yeah. There you go. And speaking of shows, August 5th, we're going to get into this here in this interview, but... Grind is putting on a back-to-school bash, basically where they're raising money and school supplies. So you can show up at the door and pay 5 bucks to get in, or you can just bring $5 worth of school supplies. Either way, you know, it goes to a good cause. We're actually a sponsor of this thing. Yeah, proudly. Yes. They ask us to be part of it. More than happy to do it. And this thing, besides Grind, this has a... A killer lineup as well, which is Fist of Rage, Sovereign Dame, Scorned, our buddies out of Arkansas. That's right. These guys kick ass. We've got Kick Tree out of Tulsa, Madewell, another great band we've seen a couple times, Steam Shovel, Burning Icarus. I mean, this is like an all-day event. It's going to be amazing. Kick Axe is going to be there, Huff a Moose, we've got Midgets with Dreadlocks, uh, Russian guys on prepaid cell phones. Everyone's going to be there. It's going to be amazing. That's obviously courtesy of Dell, right? Uh, the yeah. Russian guy thing. Yeah. Definitely. All right, man. I'm glad to hear that because I go to too many shows in Tulsa without Russian guys on prepaid cell phones. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. See, this is you wanted to do this now after I've had about six beers. This is what you get. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I learned my lesson. Now on, we're doing these things at 7 in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I've only had about two. Oh, okay. 
Anyway, anything else we want to talk about before we get into the song? No, no. I think we should just, you know, roll it. All right, let's debut this song. This is the world premiere. Only a few people have heard this. This is Bridges from Grind. <laughs> track there's your world premiere before you know it this is going to be all over russia too because of those guys that are going to be out at that show this week on the prepaid cell phones right boost mobile for life <laughs> but yeah this song kick ass it's catchy 
you know, Dell in this interview mentioned the word anthems, and this is very Definitely. much one of those. It's got that chorus. It gets stuck in your head instantly. Yeah. It's, I love how it's real. It's got kind of that loose feel when he's singing, that guitar work that runs throughout from CJ, and even even when he's doing the solo, Dell's singing the chorus over it. And mm-hmm. I know towards the end, yeah. you know, you liked how it ended as well. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that. You know, the the end, they just kind of go off and hump a different riff, and it just kind of, you know, throws you a curveball. Um, just a great song. Can't wait. Can't wait to for everyone to hear it, and hope you guys liked it. Yeah, these guys are one of the premier bands in this area. That's right. And they're just one of those independent bands that everybody across the nation should be checking out. Yeah. And. You know, before you know it, maybe you will be, hopefully. Yeah, and, and I've said this before. If you've heard this podcast before, you've heard me say this. Grind is one of, I mean, I I love a million bands in this town, but Grind is just one of those bands where, you know, it's like we talk to them, and it's like we all have the same kind of, you know, we all, we, we all of us straddle that line between, like, hard rock and metal, Yeah. you know? And it's just when I see them live, they just make me want to start a band. You know, they're, and I don't know, you know, that might be kind of a fuckhead comment, you know, stupid way of looking at it, but it's just, that's how inspiring they are, just seeing them live, you know? Yeah. And you don't get that every day. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, be sure and check these guys out. Facebook is at We Are The Grind. Look that up. Follow them. Like them. Reverb Nation. All that great stuff. They've got previous... Songs that we've played before, great stuff. So be looking for some more new stuff from him soon. Speaking of Grind, just the other night, we recorded a episode of Porch Talk. And I say speaking of Grind because CJ was there. and Yes. His name and band came up several times throughout the, out the episode, but he never made an appearance. Because <laughs> he was just sitting off camera and refused to come on camera. In the shadows. But the point is, I wanted to bring this up because this episode is now out. Porch Talk, Chris and Laura invited us over to be a part of their episode. They were doing a Fist of Rage. So it was really cool to to be on their show. You know, they've been building that thing up here over the past six months to a year, I think. And they've had a lot of great guests as well. So we're really excited to be a part of it. And then, as, of course, with Fist of Rage, who's another one of our favorite bands Definitely. in this area as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was an honor. It was a blast. Uh, you know, thanks to all involved. Yeah, it was a free for all. Just I know the recording part was two and a half hours at least. Okay, I think the video might have been knocked down to about two hours or something. I don't know, but anyway, it's up there. Search Facebook Porch Talk with Chris and Laura. You'll find it. It's also on. We shared it on Thunder Underground. So yes. get on there. Follow them. Follow okay. us if you have not done that yet. We've also got an episode with 3D in your face coming. We've got a couple other things on the books. We'll let you know when they come through. www.thethunderunderground.com. Facebook is at The Thunder Underground. And then YouTube is at The Thunder Underground as well. I think it's time we'll get into this, right? Let's do it. This is CJ and Dale from Grind.
gets mad when I don't go. Countdown. Yeah, yeah, like Wayne's right. Five, we're gonna, four, 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 three, two. All right, Jason. You're on. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I guess uh, let's start with, you know, we heard the, the two new songs. We're going to play one. Talk about the new stuff. Bridges is amazing. That was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Thank yeah, you. really like that. Thank what you. does it remind you of? Um, uh, God, don't put me on the spot like that. It. I couldn't place it personally. It reminds me of something that I can't place, which right. may, might be a good thing, you know. Right. I, I liked how it, it. The thing I was thinking about was it married like all the hard rock stuff that we grew up with that we love, but not like not like all the cheesy stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I really, um, I really enjoyed how the, the end of it. You know, you could have just kept pumping the chorus and right. fading it out. But you kind of just did a different thing and riffed on it, and yeah. I thought that was really cool. That's almost the one a thing. different new yeah. song. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys about that. You know? Yeah, it almost yeah, <laughs> built it towards the end where it got even just a slight bit heavier mm-hmm. with yeah. your vocals, and then you heard that guitar solo at the end. Right, man we we settled we've been set on this song for a long time from the beginning. From the beginning, Actually, I had this song in my back pocket in the beginning. This riff, anyways. Right. And I kept playing it for CJ, and CJ's like, man, it's just not time, it's not time, it's not time. And all the while, we're, we're doing all these other songs, this song, we just keep playing this song. And we go in the studio, we record it, and I'm in the studio trying to record vocals for it, and I'm like, something is, it's just not right, it's not right. So we take a break, and well, we're away from it for a few few days and I don't know what do you call it an epiphany or whatever but I rewrote the entire song because it wasn't right and I went back in the studio and and read sung the new lyrics and hope for the best (laughs) (laughs) but but it's what I heard and and, and and the scary thing was is with the band was is those guys they totally trusted in me and I got to give them love for that because they were like we've never heard this song I'm like I know thank <laughs> no, you guys for trusting in me because I'm like I know you haven't heard it yet all we had heard vocally was the melody like the like in the big bridge section he had kind of sung words melodically and we kind of knew vocally what the melody was going to be. We hadn't really heard him sing the entire song, just bits and pieces of ideas he had had. So Mr. Harvey was the same way when we were in the studio. We weren't exactly sure what he was going to go. And like sometimes we go in everything, you know what, you already know all the pieces. But this was one that I went in knowing kind of that there, there were certain points, what to hear melodically, but I didn't really know what we were going to get. And the evolution of the song really started... He and I first started kind of playing, and he kind of had that the basic kind of uh, structure, the, the chord changes, and he's throwing it at me, and I kept hearing something, but I chased it for a while, and then, you know, came up with this kind of melodic thing to play over those chords, and uh, me and him dug it, but the other guys were kind of like, I don't know, man, because it wasn't the straight ahead 4-4 rock kind of song. Yeah. We fought it for a minute, trying yeah, to go, how is this going to fit with what we want to do? 
but we kept coming back to it. We used to call it glitter because yeah. of the glitter I put over the top of it was kind of the joke. JD's like, I hate this song because I just can't pick up my bass. Yeah, JD's like, I just, just don't and and play along. Play. He's like, I literally have to learn the shit. <laughs> so that's kind of how it's going. And it's there's there's a couple of songs that we still are kind of working on the wings that some of them come together immediately, and then some of them you kind of work on. And this was one of those songs that I always believed in. He always believed in. And as the guys finally got, I remember the day Brian Turnham was like, I got it. I love this song now. You know, I see what you guys have been saying all along. And the final piece was, you know, Dale going in the studio and, and, and finalizing the vocal pieces. And it's it's my favorite song we've ever done. And Mine too. I think just melodically and, and, and from a, it's a mature song compared to some of the stuff we've written in the past. <laughs> but the content, what he's singing about, it's so personal to some you know things we've gone through recently in our own lives that you know it's just one of those songs that really connects with me on a, on a pretty deep level. So I'm excited for people to hear it. Yeah, I hope it's catchy enough. I make them millions. <laughs> Sucking by that sweet well, it's ass been in my boat head since I heard it this morning. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, we were we were standing around here waiting on you, and I kept singing it in my head. Yeah, and I, I just because it stuck to me. Right. I heard I probably listened to it. About one or two this afternoon, so I mean, there you go. It's it's sticking. It's sticking to somebody's, you know. <laughs> Man, I hope it sticks to all the bodies, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you asked about the ending and really kind of how that came about was we tried two or three different endings. Yeah, we did. Nothing yeah. felt right, and Brian was the one that kind of threw out. He's like, you know, it'd be cool if we kind of take a left turn and almost like go into a completely different song. Yeah, you know, instead jam. of what you expect to build up yeah. and just keep hammering that chorus over and over. And we kind of came up with some ideas, but we went in the studio with kind of a rough plan. And as we jammed it in the studio, just because when we record, what our process is, is I go in with Brian and we cut the drums pretty live. And I jam with him so he gets that live feel. And as we played it, we kept, we started changing the ending, how it was going to go. And it kind of grunged it up and kind of chunked it, pumped it up. And then when it came time for me to go in and record, we re-recorded it that way, which was different. JD hadn't even heard it that way. Wow. So when he walked in to record his bass parts, he had to learn what we did, you know. <laughs> but um, it, it was a fun song to do. And... Our engineer was making fun of us when we first showed it to him. He's like, "Man, this is the gayest song." I've no, ever he heard. said, "This is." <laughs> he goes, "This was a good song when Creed wrote yeah, it." When Creed wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't get any Creed. Of yeah. That. But at the end, but, yeah, he was eating like, crow. He's like, "I love this song, man. This is the best stuff that you guys have done." So, but that you know, that's the relationship we have with him. Yeah. He busts our chops pretty good and keeps us on our toes. So. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing, probably. Right. Yeah. I, I believe that uh, we no longer write songs. I and 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 our age, and where we're at, we got to write anthems, man. We got to make it stick. Yeah. And it's got to count. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's what we do when we swing it for the fences <laughs> every time. Well, that's you right. mentioned a couple different times to, to me, like before, and in that email, you said. It's a bit different than our previous stuff. Right. What is it about? I mean, that identity crisis. I mean, they're a little bit different, but I can still tell who it is. Right. Was that just, you talked about that, or about Bridges, but that, right. was that the way the two songs just came out? Or was it intentional to like, let's do something a little different? 
identity crisis was something that CJ had come in with, and he started playing these killer, freaking clean notes. I was, and I looked at him, I was like, where the fuck has that been? And he started playing, and Brian just jumped all over it. And so identity crisis wasn't really a, wasn't a big deal. I mean, it kind of wrote itself. But uh, I, I'm, that is my favorite song of the two. Right. Of the two new favorite ones we've just put out, that is my favorite of the two. That is, Identity Crisis is, is, is about all of us. And it's something that I've watched the band evolve into. And we all have to, you know, in the morning we have to look at ourselves and see if we are proud of who we are or if we're happy with the face that you see or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're not, if you are, whatever, you got to fix yourself, make it right. So that's what, that's what we were about. And it was keeping a band in check and keeping ourselves in check. But the new song with, with, uh, Bridges, I don't know, man, me and CJ have been talking about maybe releasing a, uh, an EP? Yeah. Or we're at that point where we could either go with an EP, we got enough songs, or because record a couple more and, you know, do a full length. Yeah. And so we got to make a decision. What I was going with that was like, we have this, I don't know, we got this thing of songs that are like trying to happen. We right. got Ananias. We got, we, we got riffs that are, that could be comparable to like everything else we're doing. You know what I mean? It could be one big, one big package. But yeah. think about bridges that I like so much because you know I've gone through some changes in my life recently, and what Dale wrote, what's so personal is it's about you got to make decisions. You know, and as he explained it to me, I was like, damn. You know, um, I'm living this. You know, in terms of. <laughs> Whether the decision is the right decision or the wrong decision, you got to make one, and you you know you're going to build bridges towards your future or whatever decisions you're going to make, and you got to go forward and don't regret it. You know, you can't be looking over your shoulder all the time, and you can't live in yesterday. Just really connected, you know, with yeah. me at this point in time. That's one of the reasons why I like it so much. But and musically, it's fun to play from a guitar player standpoint. Yeah. There's not a lot of like shredding stuff, but the guitar work is, it's it's busy. Yeah, there's stuff going on. It's very melodic, and you know, in my mind, it like those King's X influences and things like that that I've had that we've not been able to apply anywhere. To me, this song allowed me to kind of do those drone notes and playing melodies over them and things that maybe we haven't done in other grind songs. So it kind of gave me a, set, a chance to stretch melodically the guitar work. And then with his vocal stuff, I thought it really, it matched up really well. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's funny you said, you know, when you're talking about lyrically, what you were going through, that's, 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 a, that's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's almost... It ain't no coincidence with Dale. Dale. Well, it's he, like... It's like <laughs> Dale sucks it all in. <laughs> he sees what's like fucking going on. Right. It's, it's like it's well, almost meant it to be It's not necessarily... I'm not trying to say this. I'm, the, about I'm the ultimate magi. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to say <laughs> it's necessarily just about me, but I know that experiences I was going through, he's going through, he's seen other people go through, you know, they shape 
I mean, the, one of the things that when he writes, it's it is personal. It's not just you know, ooh baby, stand by the jukebox kind of lyrics. I mean, it's like real life stuff. Yeah. And so that's cool about you know, I I enjoy that part of the process to see yeah. what when we did Identity Crisis, he was writing them. They're written up on our band wall. I mean, he's writing them on the installation as we're playing, you know. Like it was, a, it was a mad there. scientist over there, you know. It was there. It was there yeah. for the taking. Right. Sometimes it takes a while to get it, but uh, I did. Uh, Bridges, ultimately, you know, I, this is a terrible euphemism, but say you go to uh, McDonald's and you got to decide, am I going to get the double cheeseburger or the McNuggets. <laughs> Ultimately, you have to make a decision, correct? Yeah. Or you get both. <laughs> but you made the decision. And that's what Bridges is about. Is it doesn't matter what decision you make. You got to build that motherfucker. You got to believe it. Yeah, was it the right decision? I don't know. But I'm behind it. And everyone else was behind it that I made the decision. Let's roll with it. And and that's what that song's about. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make us right or wrong. It just means that we're still rolling. <laughs> and we got to live with the decisions that we make. No matter what. Right. Yeah, man. And and we got we to gotta live with ourselves. I'm definitely a cheeseburger guy. I don't know if that's a <laughs> I'm never the nugget guy. I'm never, never. No nuggets for me. I love the McDonald's. That's the only thing that. That's the worst place in the world. Their, yeah. their burgers aren't good, so yes. I will choose a chicken. All right, burger. that was yeah, that was a terrible <laughs> if you scenario said that I set up. Then. Okay. <laughs> All right, different decision. Right. Yeah. Well, so you said you've got. Several songs, enough songs for an EP, or these songs that you've recorded as well, or that they're just written ready to be recorded. There's well, we had some that we recorded, I don't know, maybe like late last year that we haven't released. We've played them live a lot, um, but we haven't released them. And so, I mean, we could take those three songs, and we did three songs on this go around. You know, so that's kind of easy. But at the same time, we've been working on a couple of other songs that are probably 70% where they need to be. And maybe with another month or two, we could probably get them into recording shape. So I think we have to decide as a band of, do you want to go ahead and, and, and try to include that on this? Or, you know, do we want to go ahead and rush and get something out? I think we haven't really sat down with all the guys and made that decision. But those songs are, again, I think an evolution of... The early stuff was straight-ahead rock and roll, kind of grungy stuff, and... This newer stuff is kind of going to stretch it a little bit. I mean, you're still going to get those elements that make it grind, but we're going to challenge ourselves to play. Like Ananias is a song people are going to hear later this year, and it's <clears throat> it's butting up against you know more intricate metal stuff, and um, it's going to be a little on the heavier end of what grind would ever do. And then we've got you know kind of more bluesy rock stuff in the wings that we haven't sprung yet, so. There'll be there'll be some variety and a lot of ground for us to cover. Do you uh, do you kind of just let that take you where where you want it, or is there a report where you go, you know what, this is too much, not us, or right. whatever? I mean, or do you just hey, whatever comes out, let's. 
I think that's why it took Bridges so long. Is I think there was a the band. I'm. I'm. I think there was a collective. Yeah. Can we? Can we do this? Because it's not really. The I don't want to turn us into something that we weren't. But we, I think it, the band finally believed that if we're doing it, it's a grind song. It doesn't yeah. really matter that it's different. It doesn't matter that it's not drinking, man. It doesn't matter that it's not maybe. Mm-hmm. You know that what people would expect if we're doing it, it's grind. Yeah. You know and. I think once everyone started believing that, it kind of opened up another door. Like, we could do a whole lot of other shit, too, that you can't pigeonhole. I think the band is more excited than they've ever been because um, the songs are new. They're poppy. You know what I mean? They're kind of catchy. Yeah. Man, it could give... Kind of. It gives gives them a chance to, like, get on board, you know? And I hope that it is catchy enough that it catches on. You know, I know that's redundant, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. I, I hope that, like I said earlier, we are writing <coughs> anthems. We are not writing songs anymore. Mm-hmm. We're swinging for the fences. Yeah. So there's the name of your singing anthems. Right? Leaders of the free world. Okay. Never mind. That, Maybe. That, that, that works. <laughs> that's better. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well uh, shifting gears just a little bit, I mean, um, talk about, you know, since they aren't here, uh, you know, J.D. and Brian, mm-hmm. uh, you know, w- what do they bring to, to this, to grind, to the new stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, do, what are their personalities like? Brian is, is super, super, super <laughs> exuberant about the new stuff. Mm-hmm. And he is, he's on fire. He has found his place, I think, personally, as an artist, where he is doing his photography, he's playing drums, and he's able He's able enough, he's given, I don't know, what am I trying to say? He is in his spot in his life where he can be an artist and thrive, and he's open to anything. Yeah. And he, when Brian Turner believes it, Dude, he's gonna kill it, and that's where we're at right now. It's very expressive as an artist, whether it's playing drums or his art. He's a painter. I mean, he's painted some of, he painted this gigantic Ace Frehley thing for me. It's amazing. <laughs> I've got a couple pieces of his art. Yeah, you know, his photography is really cool. Um, and it's one of the things I love about his playing is it's just very expressive. He's very visual in his movements. Yeah. You can't, you know, you're going to focus on him during the show because yeah. he's very active. And um, you know, he's a, he's a huge part of the final product because I'll he's, have a riff. Yeah, he's part of the sound, man. But the way Brian drives the tempo or accents the drums will end up. I'll modify a lot of riffs to fit the cadences that he's he's hearing, and I'll let him drive. A lot of the cadences, rather than me going, you know, the hell no, the riff goes like this, play your drums this way. A lot of times I'll follow what he's hearing rhythmically because I trust him. And if that means I tweak it a little bit um, or I find a way to make what I'm hearing fit what he's doing, then we work closely with that. And in the songwriting process, a lot of times what happens is I'll have a riff or Dale will have a riff and um, even when he brings a riff, a lot of times I'll play it with Brian because Dale likes to kind of sit back and listen and just kind of soak it all in like the conductor. You know? <laughs> and uh, the mad scientist. And 
then JD will jump in. But that's a lot of how the songs start out is just Brian and me working. I'm throwing riffs at him. He's coming up with drums. We kind of shape a direction, and then we slowly build from that. So he's huge, in my opinion, in terms of the final sound. And then, you know, JD, there are no gaps when you play with JD. I mean, he's JD he's fills all the holes. Such a talented <laughs> bass player. He has such a feel for what we're doing. And then. Off stage, same way. There's no gaps with JD. He's got a gigantic personality that you know. If you've been around JD, you know what I mean. You know, dude, he's, he's party boy. He's he's never met a good time he had in life. He's never met somebody he can't talk to. So. Best best player in Tulsa, yeah. the buzzard buzz. So there, it's a band full of very different personalities. You know, um, we all have our role, and it all it all works out. Because of that, I think it works because y'all know your role. Zig and Zag. <laughs> Shut your damn mouth. Right. No jokes. Well, how did the show go in Oklahoma City at Thunder Alley? Actually, it was kind of cool. I mean, in the final analysis, I mean, we uh, pretty decent crowd. Um, I don't know. There was probably. I think there people. was two. No, there's about there was two people there over the course of the night. There's probably a hundred people that came and went, and uh, we uh, we we had a good show. I mean, there were, we ended up playing first that night. We thought we were going to play a little later in the lineup, but things shifted around. But there were as many people that showed up early as there were late, and in fact, a lot of early bands ended up playing more than to more than the headliner did. I mean, it's kind of funny how that works out sometimes, but. Uh, you know, Tony and LaDonna Proctor have been, you know, supporters of us so far, and we look forward to working with them again. Um, we set out there and had a chance to visit with them and made a lot of new friends, made a lot of new fans. Yeah. So, looking forward to going back. They've done a lot with that place. Yeah. Um, it looked like a pretty cool venue. I know over it's evolved over time from being kind of like a afternoon, you know, kind of dive bar to a rock and roll venue to now... They painted, they put lights, they put sound in there, they've extended some of the stage. It's it looks like a pretty cool venue. Yeah. Yeah, I know he was putting some work into it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you can tell they're passionate about music too, which is what they're you want. extremely busy. You know, they've always got shows going on. So we Dale and I spent a lot of time talking with Tony uh, yeah. in particular about the Tulsa Oklahoma City connection about they work a lot with Oklahoma City bands and they bring some Tulsa bands over there, but now he's he wants to grow his footprint and, and presence in Tulsa. And, you know, he's looking for a lot of the bands to work with and then trying to trade. Like, well, we'll bring Grind over for a couple of things. We'll help them get build their fan base in Oklahoma City, and we'll bring, you know, Left to Die, or we'll bring Chase and Jenny or some band from Oklahoma City over here, and we'll help them build their fan base. And I think they see their role as not only bringing a lot of cool touring bands in, but helping the locals build, you know, their, their brands. They've been pretty supportive and we've, we've enjoyed working with them. It's, we've done three, three TLP yeah, shows. Yeah, I think this is the third, the third Three one. or four. Yeah. We've done a couple in Tulsa. The Saving Able. Yeah, there's been a few. The Flaw. So we've done four. We did four. the Saving yeah, Able. Yeah. We did Flaw. We did the Stitched Up Heart. And then we did yeah. Otherwise. Do you know, Stitched Up Heart was on like, uh, L.A. Lloyd's top twenty countdown like a month ago. They oh, were really? yeah, they were on Sunday. 
Right. Yeah. Like, we saw them at the shrine. Dude, no, we played with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we stole their freaking... Yeah, we did steal some of their merch. Do a little merch idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, they got, I like what they're doing. We're well, they had, a ca- they had a casket case, guitar case, and they flipped it open and they put their merch in it. Well, I have one, a big one. I was like, he's like, see, see we're stealing that. We're stealing that idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, they were like L.A. Lloyd's uh, hey, rock show the other morning. That's yeah, no badass. They're yeah. like in the top five or whatever. Nice. <laughs> you guys ever seen those guys? No, I know they played Rocklahoma last year, but I didn't see it. They were good. They were yeah. tight, you know. Um, they visually they looked cool. Yeah. Didn't we see, one thing on girl singer? Well, yeah. What was the thing that was? Uh, yeah, I did seven axes. We went to Joplin for Soil, and we got to talk to them. Wasn't it stitched up something or straight line? Straight line stitch. Oh, maybe that's where yeah. I'm getting yeah. mixed up. Straight line stitch. Never yeah. mind. Never mind. That's also a female singer. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> But he told me that show you guys did at the Vanguard. Yeah, that was turned out great. So, uh, I was wanting to talk about that. I mean, the grind I, show. Yeah. yeah, the Vanguard. Um, that was pretty fucking cool in <laughs> in the fact that like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how it goes, but I would have assumed that was something you guys put on. Right. Yeah. Okay, and I just liked how there's a good vibe all night. Right. Um, you guys came on and had the lights and the right. The, Brian was like standing on his drum throne, and mm-hmm. I mean that was that was awesome for a local show. I, I wish more local right. shows for, were like that. Um, talk about that, you know, if there if there was anything. Yeah, when I mean, um, when we live is priority. I mean, we have gotten lucky enough to be semi national, so it's always hurry up and wait. We're always driving to these venues and we just sit there and do nothing for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> and then we get to play, we get to we get to drag all our equipment all the way across the country for 20 minutes. So, you know, we, we get to do a lot of that. A, a lot of fucking just, we're here for your amusement. But when we get a chance to play our own show and everyone's into it and that was the night that we were given... And we're like, hey, let's stretch our dicks. Let's be be badasses. (laughs) And it was our night. So that was was a thing. And Brian Turnham, he turned them out. That's what, honestly, (laughs) that was my favorite show we've we've played. It is. Well, that's awesome. See, I'm I'm glad I... It is. It is. That was the best. more fun that night. Pretty significant to me. show we played. And we played to more people. Actually, there were 200 people through the door that night. Mm -hmm. It was a... I don't know. I think there was 180 paid, and then there was probably 20 or 30 other folks that come through the door yeah. um, as guests or in some work capacity. But for a local show, that's pretty dang good, man. It was all local yeah. bands, you know. Yeah. We had Skytown, we had Ombres, we had Stanley's Revenge. You know, a lineup that we picked that we wanted to have on a show with us. And I'm going to give Simon and, and Dustin, you know, a shout out because. Simon wants to do more local shows, and Dustin's the guy that's doing the, a lot of those bookings. And Dustin's killer man. They, they've got a very Vanguard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So Dustin's kind of the operations manager for Vanguard. Simon obviously owns the place, and you know he's obviously very instrumental in the decisions they do. But they're looking to bring in more local shows because the locals have been showing 
that it can be profitable. You know, they can bring enough people in there to, to pay for the place and that everybody makes a little bit of money. And they've given bands like us uh, and a lot of the alternative indie bands that are local a chance to say, you know, typically grind would get added to, well, Crocus is in town, let's add grind, or Smile Empty Souls in talent. This is the first time they came to us and said, we trust you guys to headline this, so mm-hmm. don't let us down. Let's put together a cool show. Let's try to, you know, have a good time. And I we think the successes <laughs> of local bands doing that um, is just going to fuel more and more opportunities. And Definitely. the Vanguard is, I, you know, Canes and the Brady obviously are great venues. Simon's got it going on. Well, Simon's got it going on. They make you look like a rock star with yeah. all the lighting. Mm-hmm. The sound system is impeccable. They've got great staff. It was my favorite show. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm I'm glad because I really I picked up on that and right. I, it, just, it was a great it was vibe just, that night. Yeah, over in Ombre's told me too that was their best show, their favorite show that they've ever done, and uh, we were shocked that the Oakland Brace had never played the Vanguard. So really, we were very excited show. to bring you know them on that lineup so they got a chance to play. Yeah, at that venue. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that was a great show. I thought all the bands that night yeah. did great. That was awesome. So, what about this uh, back to school uh, fundraiser thing you're doing? All right, back to school. Back to school is the thing I wanted to do last year. It didn't happen, but uh, we're going to do it at the shrine this year, and it's a fundraiser. Um, there's been a change of lineup. We're going to add three more bands to the bill. Uh, we've just added Sovereign Dame, uh, Burning Icarus from Oklahoma City, and um, Kick Tree. Okay. Uh, two. We're gonna have yeah, and two. Got um, two. We got we got Fist. All right, we got Fist of Rage. We got Madewell. We got Scorn. We got Mugen Music, who is going to produce a couple artists in their time frame. We got um, Sovereign Dame. And then you get in Sovereign Dame, Kick Tree, and. So this the is like an Yeah. So what it is, I mean, that's it's, a lot of bands. It, it's a fundraiser. Yeah. It's $5 at the door or $5 worth of school supplies. So what we're going to do at the end of the night, we're going to split all the school supplies. If the band wants them, if they don't want them, that's fine. But think of, here's what I think of. I have a daughter. She's 11 and she goes to a public school. And every year I get this list of crap like... They need printer paper, inkjet, freaking cartridges, paper towels, all this crap. I'm like, who can afford that, right? I remember going to grade school. You needed a big chief tablet and a fucking pencil, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so now we're buying school supplies for all the kids that can't buy school supplies. Yeah. So here's here was my idea was hey how about we just throw a concert and all of us throw backpacks notebooks pencils glue whatever in this big old bin and let's just separate them and whoever wants to give them let's go donate them to a school because the teachers aren't making enough money to those are the those are the people who are with our kids all day you know. So, I want to act like I give a fucking shit. Yeah. So, that's the thing is, is that's what this is. It's about us 
giving a crap about our kids and and giving a and caring about our community. It's simple, but I know it's dumb, but man, think about ten bucks could buy your kid the shit they need to start school. There's a bunch of kids that don't have ten bucks or their parents that don't have ten bucks to send their kid back to school and they're the kid that walks in and that has nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. And we got uh, Dale's. He's got pulled together several sponsors that are going to put up. You guys are sponsoring. Thank you so much. So much money and school supplies. So even if like no one shows up, <laughs> we're gonna I have got school. <laughs> we got school supplies for kids coming. But I think with the lineup that we have, we'll have a good turnout, and uh, we'll start early. It probably three or four times. I don't know exactly what time, but it'll be an all afternoon, all night affair. But that's that's what it's about. I, it's Have about you, it's about building a local a local thing for us for the bands for just local. I mean camaraderie. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, it's like the teachers themselves. You know, they have to go buy a lot of shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every told the school. All these teachers should come to this it. show. I mean, come yeah. on, man, guys. <laughs> right, right. You know, I know. We uh, we. We do the, the we've done the holiday thing the last couple of years. Oh, we're to get some, do it every year. Toys for kids that are a little <laughs> underprivileged, and this is kind of another thing. And we feel like we're very fortunate to get to do what we do. And you know, it's nice. We get we've had a good run where uh, you know we've been able to make some money the, the last year in terms of shows that we're doing. It's not too much for us to show up and play a show like this and just basically yeah. give give it back and yeah. give give something to some kids and some families that really could benefit from it. So, and all the bands that jumped on as soon as we told them what we're doing, they're they've all been all in. It's not like you're having to twist their arm like yeah. you know they're they're begrudgingly doing it. Yeah, the for local, a cause. The, Everybody's been like, yeah, yeah that sounds cool. We love to be part of that. So I'm hoping that you know with this, we it's something that we can start that will just last. You know, even with the Christmas shows mm-hmm. and the back to school bashes is just fundraisers, it's all it is, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? <clears throat> we got we got the power to make that shit happen. Let's make it happen. No one cares what we say anyways, but but if we can make it happen and put well, that shit in motion. We've heard we might have reputations with some people. <laughs> so, you know, this is to counteract that, whatever, the assholes. Yeah. yeah. So we want to also do this, too. And I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, well, nobody else is doing this shit, you know. And Who cares? So we're going to step in and we're going to fill this void. You know, we want to do something cool for bring the community together. And that's yeah. that's kind of like a secondary piece of this is. You've heard us when we, we came here last time. We talked about wanting to build the Tulsa music community and bring it closer together. And I've never seen as much outpouring of support as, you know, the Halata Fest. Well, nothing stops us from doing that. We don't have to do that just when there's a tragedy in our own community. What stops yeah. us from bringing all of that love and support together for something like this? Yeah. Or something yeah. like, you know, whatever. Let's bring it together. Let's do something several times a year in the Tulsa music scene. There's nothing that says we can't. Yeah. So that's right. Hopefully it'll catch on. Well, I mean, be contagious I'm... like STDs. <laughs> <laughs> Tulsa's the new Nashville. Oh man, that's what I want. I, I, I you know, you, you, you kind of talk about that. I have seen more 
um, I don't I don't know what the word just camaraderie or just more positivity in this scene than I mean you know I've seen in a long time I, I think it's really cool how right. there's just there's something going on I don't really know what to call it or what you know I can't put my finger on it right. but there's just there's something pretty cool when you've got we're building bridges yeah, that's right there you go there you go <laughs> when you've got like well just like the other night you know people were traveling to Fort Smith you know from Tulsa and right. to see a Tulsa banner in Arkansas and people do the opposite you know mm-hmm. I don't remember it being that way. Me either. And so, I mean, it's just really cool. And, and I've been in the circle. I don't remember that either. Yeah. Well, and, and so it's it's just good to be a part of that. Yeah, It's man. good to see so many people the other night at the Reliance Code scene yeah. party, you mm-hmm. know, that were had traveled I, down from Fayetteville or come over from Tulsa. Don't put this on here because I don't want the kid to hear this. Whatever. They don't edit anything. I, you I, 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 what do y'all think of the revolutioners? Oh, I, I love I that fucking band. Fucking I love great. that band. I told him. Don't let the kid hear this. Yeah. Okay. Matt. <laughs> I love this band. Matt, don't listen. Dude. The singer? And Phil, no, eat the, my butt. Yeah. yeah. Matt Payton, the guitar player. <laughs> okay. He was playing Dirty Crush. Oh, okay. That's oh, right. Yeah. 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 You guys like the well, revolution? He, he kept telling great. me. He's like, great, these guys right. are great. And I'd saw him at right. a lot of times when I was like really drunk and I don't remember it. But then at this show, yeah, in Arkansas, I was blown like, away, man. They just they owned it. You 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 see the revolutionists, and you're like, why is this band not famous? Why are they right? not signed? Why are they not touring? I like when they were more like dirty swagger, Stones ish kind of rock and roll, and then but then sometimes they'd get kind of heavy and they'd get kind of octane-ish. and I'm like, which is great. It's like. Their sounds kind of evolved, in my opinion, since the kids been in the band. They've got a new guitar player. Yeah, uh, they're playing a couple songs I know Matt's brought in, and to me, I can hear Matt stuff because I mean, I, I listened to Dirty Crush all those years, but they also have the old stuff that they did before, mm-hmm. and like one of my favorite songs, Pop Rocks. Matt told me, Wait, you know, he didn't know if they was gonna play it anymore. I was like, what? He's like, CD. He's like, CJ, you can listen to it on the CD. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're talking about a catchy song, man. You Phil, stop talking about this. At Phil, time. do not listen to Matt. He's wrong. Y'all need to play Pop Rocks every show. It is a badass song. Oh. I was so disappointed they didn't play it. I was telling all the Fist Rage guys that were there, Vernon, I was like, dude, they're gonna play this song. Dude, it's it's totally the radio hit. And like every song, he's like, is that it? Is that it? And I'm like, no, it's coming up. And then they finished their set, and I was like, <coughs> like Ooh, they didn't play it. So, yeah. no, we're real big fans of the Revolutionaries, yeah, I mean, man. That, that guy was a rock star right out of the gate, man. Well, whenever we do our CD release party, they are they have an open invitation. Yeah, uh, we want to bring cool. them up here and, and play that show if they're available. So, yeah, yeah, Phil, keep your calendars open, boys. <laughs> Hurry up, Phil. The kid don't probably want to play. Yeah. He's mad. Well, that I think I told you guys this joke that every time I see the kid, he tells me he's coming back to Tulsa, although he's living there now. <laughs> He's like, I'm coming back to take my spot in grind. <laughs> I'm like, good. I can leave this shitty man and go start a good one. Oh, join the revolution. Yeah, yeah join the revolution. Yeah. Let's, right swap. Let's swap. Just trade out. You can play with Phil. 
I'm not young enough to play in that band. They, they're all a bunch of young, pretty boys. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little on the upper end of uh, the demographics of playing. Hey, that you're, band. you're still a little pretty. I know. I know. That's what I hear. <laughs> well, on a totally different subject. Yo, we already kind of talked about this, but it wasn't recording. Whenever I saw him at the Reliance Code thing, he said. Dale thought Metallica was great, and he usually is really hard to please. Mm. So what was it? It was yeah. Lars playing that little kit. <laughs> for real, that's what it was for me. Yeah, It's like, I saw Lars in high school, and I've been a Metallica fan, and I know how terrible of a drummer he is. But he's still a drummer. But at the same time... Rumored, not confirmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time... Dude, he scaled it down, and he played a small kit, and dude, he owned it. He fucking owned it. And, like I said, uh, what's his name? Trujillo. Oh my God, dude. He's made... Hatfield and, and, and Hammond are... Uh, Hatfield and, and Kurt are perfect. And then you got Lars, but that guy has made the mesh, like perfectly well and it, it was just it, it sounded good it's kind of like when Karabi it, joined Motley Crue and yeah, about the group. Something. yeah yeah there was, I mean I love Motley Crue but no Motley Crue record ever sounded like that one he's like a groove to it and then after that you know Dr. Feelgood those records had more groove to them than the early shit that yeah told him he was like you what probably the bass player did the same thing with Alex is like what you're doing's cool, but it'd be way cooler if we like groove this up a little bit. And that's what it was. It was the the change. It wasn't. I thought I was gonna go see an old man concert. I was blown away by the fact that the, Lars ate his pride and played a small kit, and the band just took it down a notch, and it made him bigger. Yeah, simple makes makes you bigger. Yeah, and blew me away the hard way. <laughs> Blew me away because, like I said, I saw him on the Black. Remember the Black concert? The Black tour. Yep. What was the was Snake there. Pit? I was yeah. there. Where he had the drum risers rising on both sides. But, man, in Dallas, he killed it. Did he not? Yeah, thought so. The whole band killed it. Well, I knew it must have been amazing because they'll normally be like, it's terrible. I hated it. You know, any, <laughs> just about any show I go to. But when he's like, he's like, dude, they kicked ass. And I was like, it must have been spectacular then. Yeah. So that's what I was telling these guys. I'm like, it must have been really good. Because Dale was like, no, dude, it was really good. Yeah, I'm pretty much like, they suck, dude. <laughs> I even but, say that about Bono. I went but, to a U2 show one time and left three songs in. I know, I'm like, what? <laughs> I waited I like six months, months, six months to go to a fucking show. And I was three there, three songs. And I was like, all right, I had enough of you. I got to go. <laughs> Oh, right. Oh man. Oh, Bono can eat it. <laughs> he would. He would know it. Metallica. He was front fucking row on the rail. Were you? Yeah. Oh man. I was. I was probably right behind you. Well, I, I listened to that thing. How you basically you had to like mathematically calculate your liquid intake so you didn't have to pee for eighteen hours. Yeah. I was like amazed that you had it figured we out. We had our own bar downstairs, yeah. didn't we? I don't know. I was on the rail from three. Dude, I totally, to I totally oh, would have just had to pee on the rail. I'd be like, "Sorry, guys, but I'm getting. I'm not going to stand back." <laughs> yeah, if you have a floor ticket, you have to go in the bottom. 
And we had our own I bar and everything. I wouldn't have sat and held that for eight hours. I like, figured because I was guys. watching people go in and out of the snake pit, <laughs> walking by, and they would come back pretty quick with beers. I'm like, how are they doing that so quick? Right. Yeah, we had our own bar. Okay. That's cool. But yeah, I mean, it was a spectacle. Jason's seen like, him. really? I'm way up there. You yeah. bring me beer? I had, I had. Well, he had a bar right by him, too. Yeah, like, I was the first row of my section, and I could just go, bloop, and there's the bar. So, just, you know. Right bam, on. bam, bam, bam. Yeah, afterwards, he's a Giants fan, and he was praising Jerry Jones. Oh, yeah. Time. I was like, that is, it's like the, the most convenient, I mean, because that arena is, uh, stadium, whatever, it's fucking, I mean, I don't even know you the You can't word. describe it unless you so, see it. It's yeah, just like, I was just like, I was there for the Big 12 championship. I saw yeah. Oklahoma and Nebraska play there. Yeah, I went to that. That was yeah. the last time I was there, <laughs> I and mean, it was awesome. And, <laughs> and, I was, and I thought to myself before I went, I'm like, how is a venue this big going to be able to do anything? But it's just there's there's this right here, there's that right there. I mean, you are in an arm's reach. Of Dude, anything, it's a city inside of that place. It really is, and I was impressed. And and I I was sitting, I was like in this three hundred and some section, which wasn't too bad because there's like two sections above me. <laughs> I thought I had money, please. Fuck that. And there's like, and, and I'm like, I could see, I could see a game here. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just insane. And you see pi- uh, pictures from people on Facebook that were up in like the 400s and 500s or whatever. And even the stage is like that little. Yeah, it was right. minute. And I'm like, I don't know that I would even, I, I wouldn't even win if I had those tickets. So did they did they have like that? They have that big middle screen lit up with Metallica shit too, or is it just around the I don't stage? Think it was. Oh, the the one the the usual one. Yeah, no, the big they, that was one. not. That was off. That right. was off. Right. So, but yeah. there's basically their screen was the entire length of the field. yeah the stage was the, the whole. Stage. So I mean, you right. could see it you know, no matter what. But and like he said, it was like thirty. I mean, it was I've seen it some pictures, I, and it looked like the the audio visual shit was pretty impressive. So yeah. I mean, oh, it, it comes was, right yeah. down to it. It was fairly basic. It was just right. a big background and then, you know, the snake pit and that right. walk around that. But That's just more, man. But there was massive, like, fire. and There was fireworks right. inside, and, you know, the roof wasn't open. Right. So they were still shooting off fireworks. Right. And they, they and they never reached the top. <laughs> fireworks. You guys had a big weekend that weekend. You yeah, guys we saw did. a lot of shows. I'm going to tell you something. Let me tell you something. We were on the driving from Dallas to Fort Smith, mm-hmm. and somewhere along the way, around the Warner area, a transformer blew. Like, a, what was it they said? A, a tornado hit a, a tornado hit a transformer in a Warner. Right. So every gas station along I forty was shut down. Really. And I had to pee so fucking bad. It was like a 30 or 40 mile distance is what one of them told us. And for some reason, when I packed my bag, I packed shirts, shorts, socks, didn't pack any underwear for some fucking reason. So I smelled like... like freedom. I smelled like a goddamn (laughs) billy goat. (laughs) And I was just like... And I had to pee, and I was like, motherfucker, I gotta piss, I smell like shit. Um, All the way, but I mean, it was... So it was a little bit of a rough road trip for me, but... It was worth it because, I mean, you know, uh, on top of Metallica, you had, you know, what we saw that Saturday night, which was great. So, I mean. You guys had seen, like, same week, 
Iron Maiden, right? Yeah, then yeah. that Monday night went to Iron Maiden, right? Yeah. Which was insane. So, so was, was it better than the Tulsa show, or was it the same show, or what? It was two songs were different. What did they play different? They Don't play, tell me two minutes to midnight because I was no. mad as hell they didn't play that. No, they, they played a uh, Rap Child instead of something. They can't play Hall to be that name right now. And yeah, they're not playing because that. They're kind of lawsuit or something. They inserted a new song. Yeah, I couldn't believe they didn't play Two Minutes to Midnight then or now. I mean, how can you not play that song? They played it uh, when I saw them a few years ago in Dallas. Yeah. But they're not playing, you know, it's like... They're, that was the one song I was like... Their tour is... I kept waiting and kept waiting and kept waiting. And, and then no, just, the got, lights come up, I'm like, ah, are you kidding me? You played all these shitty new songs. They got Why one, didn't you play the song I came to hear? They got one song. It, what's that? So... Wasted years. Understand. They played that. One. Yeah, dude. They played that one. But they, they that should that be their one. only single. Two minutes of midnight is my favorite Maiden song. Man. I love that. Uh, I I thought it was better because in Tulsa I was like in the very last row way up high. Okay. And this one I was the very front row of the section right by the stage. Right. And like like perpendicular, just a little. So I mean, I could look right, like right. Right there. Right. Like, right where he's at. There's you were Bruce, next to the Bruce? There's Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't care if he fucking sings the Macarena. He's fucking right there. Right. It was great. So, right. I'm a little biased because I had such great seats, but yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Cool. You know, they play a lot of new stuff, yes. But, but uh, they, that's what me, they do. They that's play they do. a little too much new stuff. Yeah. Because, like, no... I'm not gonna say unless you were like a super diehard fan. Half the songs when they played in Tulsa, most people didn't know a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, but that's that was just me. Mm-hmm. I came and I've heard they've kind of alternated over the years where they'll do like classic the hits and then they'll do new record stuff. I would have rather heard a few more of the old classic hits. Yeah. Well, I think the time we saw them in Dallas is when when they were doing one of their. Classic Seventh right. Seventh Son. Uh, yeah, they were playing all that. The live Seventh Son redo something, of that. Right. that came out in 1990 or something. Yeah. Right. But So it was basically Greatest Hits. Uh, that's the most rush to the top. Yeah, it was awesome. And the okay. next one probably will be because they just kind of rotate. <laughs> so the next one should won't be. Come to <laughs> yeah, it won't be here. It won't be here. <laughs> well, it won't be in Oakland City for sure because yeah. there was like half as many people. But so. you know, all these years I've never got a chance to see them live. So I finally got to see them. And we can, I mean, think about all the bands that we got to see last year. Yeah. In Tulsa. It was a great freaking year for yeah. you know, Lamb of God. You had Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath. I mean, yeah. there was like concert after concert of all these Alice classic Cooper, bands. Alice Cooper, Ozzy yeah. came through. It was just yeah, Black Sabbath. Yeah. It was, it was a. I, I got to see a lot of cool shows last year. Yeah. So, and this year, Guns and Roses, Clutch, and Food Fighters. We got to see. You uh, going to see uh, COC Corrosion? Yeah, we got to see a lot of cool stuff. Man. I met Pepper Keenan at DTL. Right. He was drunker than Cooter Brown, dude. Yeah. Well, before you yeah, guys I remember their meeting, I'm sure he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, so they they finished their set, and I'm in the Brady. I'm in there taking a leak, and I look over, and there's Pepper Keenan. Yeah. And I was like, "What's up?" We talk a little bit, and then we walk out, and he he like does this, and I'm like, "Dude, you have not washed your hands, Pepper Keenan." <laughs> I'm not getting ready to shake your wiener hand, so I was just like, "What's up?" I walked past him. So shout out! I totally didn't shake your wiener hand, but and then, he go, then he goes out, and there's some girl waiting on him, and 
He was cool though. He was pretty. He was feeling no pain at that point. And then I guess they went to a after party D- at DTL. Yeah, yeah. I met him over in front of the bathroom, so he was making constant trips. Did you shake his hand? <laughs> did, could you tell he got a wiener hand? If I, you know, did. Like, I just got a picture. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Probably didn't know me. No man, that was a good show that night. Lamb of God, Coc. They were clutch. Good. Yeah. yeah, they were good. Clutch, man. I had not ever seen those guys live. And oh man, I was like instantly a fan. Yeah. Like, this singer dude is amazing. Yeah, they're great. I, I was a big fan that night. Yeah, they're one of those live bands that even if you don't know a single song, you can still you just enjoy. Yeah, you have, to, you have to go. And it's just and it's weird because like none of like the guitar players are. Yeah, they don't really move the around. The whole time is he's just around. like jitterbugging everywhere, just you know, energy. It's like it's awesome. You got to watch the singer, and you got to kind of watch the drummer. Every now and then, he'll get into it, and he'll hit a note and jump up off the thing, you know. But it's just something about them that is just—it's infectious, you know. What was y'all's uh, favorite band in Oklahoma? What you got to see. I know we didn't get to see a lot of cool bands because of the rain yeah. and weather and Fozzie. I say. Fozzie was great. I really yeah. enjoyed them, yeah. Fozzie, Jericho, baby. on the list. <laughs> you Black- just made the list. <laughs> Blackstone Cherry. There you go. I was one of Blackstone Cherry is always a good one. Blackstone Cherry. I wish those guys ass. were way more popular than they are. Um, they get they get lumped in with all the Nickelback clones yeah. and the Radio Rock. And yeah, but they're just ass. a little bit more than that to me. They're, they're a great like, band, man. They're, they're a great band. And Every time I've seen them, they just burn it down. Yeah, they're great. I'm, yeah, it's awesome to to hear that. Um, yeah, um, Jackal was amazing, I think. These I guys used Jackal. to always make fun of me about throwing kicks and stuff, and then I went and saw Blackstone Cherry, I'm like... See that guy? And yeah. then they're like, they're like, CJ, you're like 205. He weighs like 160 pounds and skinny. Kick <laughs> <laughs> it out. Fuck these guys, all right? Yeah. I'm like, see him, see him, dude. <laughs> no, I, I'm a big Blackstone Cherry fan, man. I, I like yeah, these guys great. a whole lot. Yeah. And, man, my well, the band that stood out to me was uh, Def Leppard, man. I thought they sounded great. Oh, they were great. I figured... You know, you kind of figured at the age they are that maybe I thought it was going to be an old man show. He would struggle a little bit. He sounded amazing, man. I thought yeah. he did a great job. The guitars sounded good. I got production. to see Vivian Campbell play. Right. Yeah. That's what's up. They were good. <laughs> I thought they did great. Yeah, I yeah, think man. I've noticed over the last 10 years or so, you can tell he, he doesn't go for the high notes. He just yeah. he stays in yeah. the range where he should right. and he comes off way better. Than someone well, who's yeah, trying to do something. Yeah, and the yeah. whole band, they brought it down. They they kept the range, their harmony right intact, right. man. It was nice. Right. I thought it was going to be a fucking train wreck, but <laughs> they were great. Because <laughs> they're 100 years old. <laughs> and they only got nine arms. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. Damn. <laughs> You remember that? Remember that Bloodhound Gang song? The Brutal. Uh, Podcast land. You see what I have to live with, <laughs> right? I. Uh, this is begrudgingly too, but I, I, I was okay with the Offspring. Actually, I thought I, that was really, the one show. I didn't, I, I've I never been a it. fan. I, I wasn't gonna go, but. God damn it, there's nothing going on, nothing else going <laughs> he said, on. Tonight. God damn it. Every, everybody, <laughs> I God damn, like, I don't care. Yeah, everybody in the campsite was like, well, we're going, and they were going to do that Chris Cornell thing afterwards. 
Uh, I didn't it. really get into that. Fuck I, it, I'll go. And I went, and it was all right. I mean, it, it was... Did you come out and play? Hey, uh, no. come I mean, out and play. I sat down the whole time. <laughs> kept and I separated. It. But it Did wasn't, you keep them separated? It wasn't that bad. And, and, and uh, what was it, the noodles guy? Yeah. He, he gave Noodling. a shout out to Warren Martini and said how much he loved Rat and stuff. Hey. I was... They're saying cool. Warren was burning it down. Yeah, Rat was great, man. Stephen Percy, like you're talking about, he he, he doesn't have the range anymore. No, he he phoned in a song or two, yeah. but for the most part, he sounded pretty decent. I, but I thought the band Martini, sounded good. Uh, Warren yeah. sounded great. Forget it. Yeah, that was awesome. Was he still wearing that leather vest? Did it fit? I don't remember no. what he was wearing. He wouldn't wear that leather vest with no shirt. Yeah. We, we were Stephen bouncing Piercy. around all weekend. I, I remember seeing... I saw you guys a couple times. Oh, yeah. And yeah. You probably saw me more than I remember. So. I saw you when I first got there. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, I'm going to the dark side stage. Yeah, I was like, I got to find it. <laughs> and hey, I man. Found it eventually. <laughs> Shout out to Chris, man. I mean... Um, yeah, definitely. From where they, the, where they were last year with the production they had this year, man. Uh, congratulations, man. The, the stage looked great. The production was good. Yeah, and, you know that thing just keeps growing. So keep it up, man. Good job. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do the next couple right. of years. They hit us up, but we couldn't play for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't remember. Somebody was going to be out of town that weekend. Once we got notified, we weren't going to play any of the other things. Everybody made plans for you know, mm-hmm. obviously it's a you know holiday weekend. Holiday so, shit, yeah. but after I went over there and saw it, I was like, man, they they really stepped it up this year. So good job, Chris. Definitely. And they, they they were covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Jaeger, you know, that's always a fun time over there. So we'll all have to wait and see what Jaeger does next year. You know, I know Stacy and Fred said they're going to not do it. So they're we'll not going to do it. Trent wants to take it over. Somebody's going to probably take over. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. I'll Maybe. like, I'll be a cheerleader or something, but I'm not being in charge of anything. We right. should open up like a <laughs> right. little village and call it Grand. Well, when I see, well, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> they got to pay to live there, though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah, I get this text. I don't remember. It was late, three or four in the morning. I get a text from Trent like, "Where are you guys at? You got to come over here where we are." When you guys pulled pulled us into that oh. badass yeah. RV, <laughs> holy shit, dude! Oh, that yeah. It was like we walked over there and it was like, oh, there's like. Lights shining and it's like everything you want. This they were taking Dude, care of everyone. I was so fucked up. All I remember, <laughs> I remember spilling one of my hands in somebody's shoe, and I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> and I never heard. And God bless them. I love those people, Ed and Deanna. But I don't. They never said anything else about it. So thank God. But you I just peeled it. You just you spilled beer in my shit. shoe, Jason. Get out of here. I'm out of here. No, we definitely bounced around a lot that weekend and got to see a lot of cool people. But, um, you know, appreciate the invite because I go over there and it's like Margarita City, you know? Oh, yeah. And their their RV was, it was like a fucking. I'm like, I've never been in an RV that nice. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, we were in Gene Simmons' RV like two months before and I think it was nicer than his. Yeah, I have no doubt. Really? Yeah. It was super well, his was I don't know, Gene Simmons is a two-story one, though. Still the second story. Doesn't it was two-story? Yeah, it was a two-story trailer. Because he... We, okay, we I'm you guys on... Is this recording? <laughs> yeah. I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. If you get an Ace Friendly interview, am I going to be there? Yes. Okay, you heard it. Make sure. I'm going to be uh, at the Ace Friendly podcast. Because... <laughs> 
we walked up in there, and he was just, I don't know what he was doing, but he's like, uh, excuse me, guys, I need to change my shirt. And he went up fucking stairs, and I didn't know you could have two-story, excuse me, <laughs> two-story <laughs> RVs. Yeah, we can have him be the camera guy or something. For oh, what? Really. oh yeah, man, that would be awesome. <laughs> you can ask all my questions. As long as I'm trust me, I'll show up for the list of questions. Okay. Like, did you play on this song? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I heard you were laying in the studio on a pool table when this one was cut. True or false? Bob Kulick recorded a lot of those solos and stuff on some of those records, and that he walked out and Ace Frehley has got his wine glass. It's like, how did I sound? <laughs> yes. He's like, better than you ever have. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what an exchange, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, di- didn't he like have to record his vocals like laying on his back or something? Well, shocked me. Uh, that's shocked me. Right, that's shocked right. me. He sang it, sing it on he, his back. Because he didn't want no, he didn't want anybody watching him. Right. Anything. That's the what? Way. Yeah. I don't he, know if it's true. He was shocked. People find out watching him in the studio, yeah. and so he like lay down on his back, and they hooked up a microphone to where it would be right there, and he sang it. What? I'm pretty sure it's something hey, like that. You be quiet. Don't be, I don't talk about your heroes. Uh, well, John Karabi's my hero. Who are you? John Karabi? Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. A world without heroes. Oh, God. Sorry. Would be a, a terrible that world. Was the, <laughs> that was the worst record of all time. Like, what were y'all thinking? That's what I would ask Gene. What were you thinking with Elder, dude? Come on, I had dude. To are you kidding me? Start to finish. <laughs> y'all could have just check marked it and be like, yeah, Elder, it was terrible. We're not even going to review that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it was okay, like, once it, like, the first few songs, it just kind of, yeah, it was mushed into this it was, it was huge bad. pile of well, shit, like it, but it about, evened out. About a month or two ago, Chris Jericho did a podcast with Paul Stanley. Yeah? And they talked about nothing but revenge. Right. Like, the whole thing, and then they went in a few other things, but... Jericho brought up the elder when he was talking about something. He's like, and I thought it was a pretty good record. You know, I don't know a lot of people bag on it. And Paul's saying, it's like, you don't have to say that. And he's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, no, it's, it sucks, dude. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it sucks. Yeah, it, it was he's like, good. that's kind of you to say, but that's not true. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> that's funny. Even the mo- I mean, I'm a, I grew up listening to that stuff, and that was a bad record. I saw where uh, Foo Fighters played yesterday. You guys are going to go to the show? And it was uh, Dave Grohl's birthday, and they they opened the tour. I, I guess they opened the tour in Detroit, right? And when Paul Stanley came out, right and they really? did Detroit Rock City with Paul Stanley. That would be wow. cool. Yeah, I've got something for you. And speaking of Foo Fighters, what was it? Uh, I can't even remember what it was. It was around the time they did that series with HBO, and it was a oh, it was the concert they did to Austin City Limits, and they all had they had some blues jam. Because it was Austin, they had Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. and they had Gary Clark Jr. up there. Ooh, and dude, he's supposed to play the Canes. He did two nights, and it's already sold out both nights. But and so Jimmy Fallon would take a solo, Gary Clark Jr. would take a solo, and then the Chris Shiflett guy from the Foo Fighters would take a solo. Mm-hmm. And the best one was fucking Chris Shiflett. Is that right? Really? The other ones were just like, eh. Really? I was like, what the Jimmy fuck? Fallon. Yes, I am because it's pissed me off so bad. I'm like, he should fucking be better than this, right? And I'm I thought, I thought, why wow, Chris Shiflett did the best of his going through the motions or something. I, I've said it before. I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> no, you're saying Jimmy Bond was just going through the motions or something? I don't know. I don't know if it was going through the motions or what, but I was, I've was. i never been impressed by Gary Clark Jr. Everybody loves that guy. I don't know. Yeah. He plays guitar. Good for him. Go away. So, so does a million other people play guitar. You know? <laughs> yep. Right. So Ace Frehley is technically better than Gary Clark Jr. is what you're saying. Hell yeah. That, that's, that's, yeah. that's no shit. Gary Clark that, Jr. Is, is, is a spawn of Ace Frehley. Look, no, Gary Clark we Jr. talked about this last time. Gary Clark Jr. doesn't suck. And he, he didn't like Ace Frehley. He, he, can, he can sure sell a Lincoln, but he's not like <laughs> The thing about Ace though is Ace just he had swagger, man. Away. That was that was the always the appeal to me with him is he did not care. He's like I'm Ace Frehley. Yeah. He just put all his swagger onto what they were doing, and it was always cool to me. Everybody else was so like really you know characterized and perfect. I'm going to be doing all my mannerisms just perfect. And Ace was just like, whatever. I'm over here bending notes and drinking wine. Yeah. And I'm having a good time. And I just always loved that. Just carefree swagger. The whole well, band was, like was doing attitude. No, they weren't. But <laughs> Well, it was like, he, you know, they all played their parts. But when he played his solos, well, he was like lost dude, What's he do? He, he turns around. Yeah. And like you like hugging yourself. <laughs> so I listened to a record the other day that um, I saw your photo come up on our newsfeed, and I, we were driving to to that Reliance Code. I pulled up that uh, Mother Love Bone Apple record. Oh yeah, man! I forgot how much I love that record. Yeah, and I've got to play him a couple songs because I forgot how much that band influenced me. So. Mother One night we were at, in DTL, and Jake was trying, like, when we first started this podcast, like, four hours ago, and you guys were saying you were trying to put your finger on bridges, Yeah, Jake used to say, from DTL, used to say, it's hard for me to, like, categorize you, but the closest thing I could come to is, like, you've got this mother love on vibe, and I had forgotten about that until I heard that record, and I'm like, my daughter was in the car with me. Because we went to Oklahoma City one night, and then we went to Fort Smith the next night, and a Mother Love Bone song came on. My daughter's like, is that is that one of y'all's new songs? <laughs> and wow. I thought, I, this stuff really did influence me in terms of the phrasing that those guitar players used. And Anyway, I saw your thing the other day. It made me think of that. And I had to listen to that whole record all the way over to Fort Smith, man. I loved it. <laughs> it was a great record. Yeah, it's the best album from that era besides Maggie. I lo- you, you know, know what I love about it? Bad Motorfinger. You had you had the grunge effect, but you you had the swagger, and you had this lead singer that was like in your face. You know, you had all of that going in that band. You had the guitar solos, which a lot of those grunge bands didn't do. It was, it was like glam rock mixed with. It was grunge. glam and grunge, right? It was like the perfect marriage between glam and grunge. That's and crazy. I think they would have been big if he, you know, would have stayed with us. Yeah. I don't know that they would have got Pearl Jam big, but they would have probably got big. Yeah. They were my favorite band. And then, you know, it is what I mean, it why is. the Love Bone? Yeah, man. They were your favorite band then? They were. Really? I love that band. When I moved out to, to uh, L.A. in 89, I had that, what are the EP that they did before Apple? It was the, I can't remember what it was called, Shine? Maybe. Yeah. So that's what I knew. And then after we came back, I got that Apple record. And I don't remember exactly when that came out. Ninety somewhere around there. It's all kind of all those dates kind of run together, but yeah, I think it was ninety. 
Because the first album, or the, I got the album that was the two of them put together that they put right, out right, right after he died, I think. Like now, when, we went, when we went to Hollywood in 89, we had the, the little EP they did with like Three Fade Away and Half-Ass Monkey Boy and, you know, all those songs. And I loved it. And then, and then the other one came out and I was blown away. And then I found out he's dead. It's like, holy shit. I love this band. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, a little side story. <laughs> so what do you guys got next? What What's coming up? You guys got any cool podcasts coming up? Besides, obviously, Grind. Grind. You guys. Bruce Kulik just came out today. I don't know if you saw that. So how did that work? Did you call him or? Skype. Skype. Yeah. Really? He he emailed him. You know he's like eight foot ago. tall. Yeah, well, I've seen pictures. Yeah, yeah he's been yeah, tall. He, he emailed him a few weeks ago, and he was just like, "Sure, let's do it." Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! And he was super cool. So my Bruce Kulik story: when I moved to LA, we go in these record record stores, we go in these music stores, and you bump into these guys. Like I walk into one, and this guy's wailing, and I'm not paying any attention because he's about three foot tall, but he's wailing you know and next thing you turn around it's like it's Tracy Guns you know it's like holy <laughs> crap you'd see these guys all the time we were in some guitar store and there's a guy back there playing acoustic and I hear him go see Paul told me I didn't even know how to play acoustic but you know obviously I do it's all this bluesy shit and Bruce Kulik stands up and he's like eight foot tall over all the you know merchandise <laughs> and uh, anyway we sat in there super nice dude man yeah. super cool dude and yeah. probably, from a technical standpoint, I think probably the most talented, well-rounded guitar player that Kiss ever had. But that's just my opinion. Bruce Kulik? Yeah. yeah he, was that was he the first guitar player when they took the mic, makeup no, off? That was ben no, that was Benny Vincent. Oh, he was but, terrible. <laughs> he, he played a million notes a minute. Now, he, he could just shred like nobody's business. Vinny's but, Revenge. What was that yeah, album called? Vinny Vince, the, Invasion. Vinny Vince Invasion. Invasion, yeah. Mark Slaughter was in that band. Yeah. Was what? Yeah. Was he playing shitty bass? No, no, this was... No, Mark Slaughter was playing singer. shitty bass. Yeah. Uh, it was all of Slaughter with him. Basically, yeah, with Vinny yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, minus the guitars. Yeah. Because then... It was, a, it was weird... Yeah, well, but they had they had a song on one of the Nightmare on Elm Street's soundtracks, so they got a little nor- notoriety. What's that. that song? I'll make sure not turn it down when I, I listen to this fucking was. movie. <laughs> I <can't> <laughs> <remember>. <laughs> when the movie comes on, yeah, I was never a Vinny, Vinny fan, and then they got Bruce, and, and you know, well, no, they got Mark St. John, and then they got Bruce. Like nine months, yeah. Bruce was always like he was the perfect marriage of somebody that was one of the shredders. But he always held back. He had the look. He, always, he, had, he the, had he had like the just the the balls and the soul, you know that you know. He could have exactly, ripped yeah. way more than he did. Yeah. Now in the later records, he started turning it loose a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But you listen to like solos like Dude, I'm Tears Are Falling. That was a That's great a album. great solo that he plays in that song. It's that was melodic. that was my favorite album. Dude, uh, yes. Revenge is one of my favorite records right. of all time. I don't yeah. care who says what. Right. I it love that record. record. That is my favorite Kiss album. Analyze. Yeah. Nice. My <laughs> Revenge is up there with me. Oh man, it's 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 amazing. When, when that Reason to Live is my favorite Kiss song. Really? You no, know, like those love songs. 
I'm gonna say you like those love songs. <laughs> it sounds like just like Jake telling me. was my favorite Kiss song. But Jake bad. told me that Crazy Nights was a great record. I'm like Jake, go stand in the corner. Hey, I love that song. I'm like, I don't care. Stand in the corner. That's a great. That's that a record song. was terrible. No one's gonna change me. <laughs> what about Beth? That was a great song. It was one of their probably their biggest hit of all time. Whatever, dude. No one liked that song. It I was, thought rock and roll and that was the biggest Dude, thing. I remember... Well, I'm hey, talking on, like, it was far on as the chart. Hey, yeah. I remember Hey, I remember being in high school and there was this guy that lived... He was friends with my, my family. Yeah. I, I, you guys might remember this, but I don't. But Kiss put out vinyls of their own face, their own albums. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys remember Solo that? Yes. Yeah. And I got... Aces was the best. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt, I got the Peter Chris one. That was I think it was a single. They all were pretty bad. The Aces was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, back in the New York groove on that. He had Snowblind. Yep. What other songs? Yeah, he had two or three hits on that song on that that record. I thought that was the coolest thing, man. It was kind of cool, and the the story I'd always heard was. Like Peter, Chris, and Ace were kind of threatening to leave the band, and that was to kind of placate them to say, "Well, instead of leaving the band, let's all do a solo record, but we'll keep Kiss intact." It was kind of to appease them. Was why they did that. Yeah. Hey, I can't believe you guys didn't have me on the Kiss album review, dude. <laughs> we haven't done it. Yet. We haven't done it. Oh well, That's we've listened thing. to everything. We just haven't recorded. It, so. Well, here's yeah. the thing: is I listened to all of it like two months ago. He's still not done. So now <laughs> I forgot all this. Shit. Only got but I'm not going to go back and listen to Unmasked hey. or The Elder. Fuck you. Did you I listen to the Japanese like, killer version? I mean, <laughs> all those imports they did? Uh, no, no. We, it was studio albums only, like right. legit studio no. or whatever. With a live and a Oh, live. yeah. We had to, yeah. That's right. For Kiss, we had to make an amendment for. Really, the plug thing was cool that they did. Yeah, I love that. That, that was, sure knows something song was my favorite thing. I, I thought the coming home and plug was amazing. I thought that was that great. was a good show. Yeah, yep. What are you looking at me for? Like, there's something else to say. No, I finished that a long time ago. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you yeah. did not. I, mean, I told you. I mean, just said like, you were still like. Are we still talking about Kiss? Are we still talking about fucking Kiss? Let's talk about something else. Like, can we talk about fucking, like, Kingdom Come or something? I don't know. Lamb of God. They're on break. Let's do that. They're on break. I just started started Randy's book. Yes. That's pretty cool. So, I got to give Dale credit. All right. So, for my birthday, he bought me Lamb of God tickets. Now, when we go fishing and shit, he would play Lamb of God, and I'd be like, yeah, it's kind of cool. You know, I'm digging this stuff. The guitar player is good. I've never been, like, a a real screaming Mm. vocal kind of guy. And he's like, CJ, I bought you tickets to Lamb of God. And I'm like, well, I didn't even know I wanted that. <laughs> cool. I'm like, I, I don't give a fuck if yeah, you did. You're, you're going. going. He's like, <laughs> and I remember he says, it will change your life. And I was like, whatever. What? So then we go, we went and saw him in Diamond Ballroom. And dude, they burned the place. Like Anthrax played before him. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to get to see one of the big four. Mm-hmm. Anthrax sounded like a high school talent show to me compared to Lamb of God. Because they. <laughs> They're good. I'm not. I'm not ragging on them. I'm saying. I'm trying to say that's how much bigger and badder okay. ass that gotcha. Lamb of God sounded. I'm not saying they sounded bad. Yeah. They came out. They did their thing, and it sounded like, oh, okay, yeah, live. Lamb of God came out, and I was like, holy shit! And the place was bouncing. 
And I had never seen that much energy in a room. Yeah. And people responding to a band. And it was so clean. You know, like a lot of real heavy bands, it's muddy. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Itself. That, that, I could hear like every note yeah. that Mark Morton's playing. And I'm like, holy shit. So they go to Brady. I'm like, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see it again. <laughs> we're going. So I give him credit, man. He turned me on to him. And I've become a huge Lamb of God fan from that. I, I'm and, like, and, you know, you see some bands live and you become a fan. Yeah. And they won me over with their live show. Because I heard their. I heard their recordings. I'm like, whatever. When I saw them live, I was like, I'm a fan. Well, uh, sorry. I'm like you in that, like, I, I'm. I, I've always loved Lamb of God because, you know, especially. I, I don't know if the, I guess it's just me, but as I get a little older, I don't. I don't want the growling so much. Right. But there's still instances where that works for me, and Lamb of God is one because you can still understand everything he's saying, you know. And um, I mean, they're just they're badass. Yeah, you know, they're man. so good. They're and uh, I even liked. We went to see him at Diamond Ballroom, like in fucking like what 2009 or some shit. Did I've seen him like six times? Yeah, it was like in flames. <laughs> and yeah, right. And they had they had that little stage packed with all these lights and shit, and it was it was awesome. And uh, they're they're always they're always a fun band to see live. Always. Man, I saw him at the Canes two years, three years ago. I took Dan for his yeah, birthday. It was like two years ago, I think you told me. And dude, it was it was standing room only. You couldn't even get a beer without getting moshed on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man, they're my best. They're they're my favorite. You see them live. There's there's no energy yeah. like that, man. I, I was I was glad to see them in a place like the Brady. Like they're getting bigger, you know. Yeah, dude, they're they're big. Yep, that was. Awesome. They're getting to where. I don't know, man. Have you seen the? Uh, have you seen that? Uh, where the. Uh, as the well, Palace the, as, yeah, have you seen documentary. that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, have you it's seen been, that? It's, yeah. it's been a year or two since I've seen that, but yeah, I've seen it. Man, they've went through some shit. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah I'm probably, I'm only on like page 40 of that book. Really? And you're reading his biography. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the kind of the thing, the story of him going through prison. Okay. And okay. the check, you know, or jail or that What's it trial. called? Uh, Darkest Days. Ooh, I'm and gonna get it. Yeah, and I'm just now to the there's the point I'm a where book reader too. He stuck he starts with like, oh, you know, our plane landed in Prague and then they took us they took me away. And then he started like he kinda started then he went into this thing about how he what his band is and how he got where he got. And now I'm just now getting to the point where he's back in jail and stuff. So I don't really know too much about the book yet. I'm only on like page forty. But hell yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's gonna be good. I want a book, and I want all the pages. They'll be like nine hundred pages, and I'll say fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, <laughs> flip it. Did you read page eight hundred eighty seven? Did you see what he wrote on eight sixty seven? He said fuck he said, off, fuck off. <laughs> but it was you in italics. <laughs> yeah, all caps. He wrote it in <laughs> Sistine Chapel font. Yeah. <laughs> Sixteen Chapel font. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, CJ met Nikki Six when we were at uh, Rocklahoma last year. Oh, yeah. 
I shook his hand and it felt like I was shaking a baby's foot. <laughs> his hands were so soft. <laughs> I was like, damn, son. Well, first of all, so, so first of all, I was like, it's Nikki Six. So I grew up thinking Nikki Six was like 6'4". I'm 6'1". He was no bigger than me. First of all, yeah, true that. I, and I'm, everybody's like talking to him, and I'm looking at him the whole time. I'm staring at him, like you're not Nikki Six. Brian Turner can't like, be Nick Six. Brian Turner's like, look, it's Nikki Six. And then he's Nikki Six. Then he's stuck out his hand, and I'm like, I'm shaking a baby's foot. It's so soft. I've never shaken a hand this soft. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he doesn't have to work. He, everybody else carries your shit for him. He, hey, he announced he's retiring from tour today to take care of those soft yeah, hands. Really? Oh darn. <laughs> Um, keep that terrible bass playing at your house. <laughs> no, we're big Molly Crew fans, so it was actually a cool moment for the man. Yeah, it was. We it was. It was. It we was, were all standing backstage. He walked right, right up to us, up. and he come up to me. He was like, "What's up, bro?" And I was like, "How cool it'd be if we saw Nikki like, Six and like ten minutes later, here he comes." <laughs> well, the main thing was he cool. He was yeah, very was, cool. Oh well, then there you go. Then yeah. nothing else matters. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so cool. we were back there to do a press thing. And what's that stupid ass band? Pop Evil. Pop Evil. Right. Uh, Brian wanted a picture with the singer, and he blew us off. Yeah, they blew us off. What? He was like, "Whatever, dude." I was like, "Go yeah. fuck yourself, then." Yeah. And then true. Nikki Six just walks up. Okay, so, you know Nikki what? Six is that, cool. That, well, just like us, you go up to meet Gene Simmons, and he's fucking nice to you because he's not stupid, right? Because he know? knows what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Amen. Right on. <laughs> Boom. He's selling this shit. Well, hey, man, I just want to say thanks for all the support you guys yes. have given us. Thank you like guys. The, the whole debut of the song thing. Um, we talked about going to, you know, Turbo at the Cat. And Turbo, you've been great as well. We talked about doing a couple of other things with some radio spots to see if they'd be interested in doing it. But we wanted to come do it here. Because you guys have been great to us. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, appreciate, appreciate that. that. Yeah. So we're like, let's let's do it with them. We'll have more fun. This would be way more. We couldn't have got away with this on the Why radio. Right? Wait, we got to yeah. play the fucking song on this right. too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we should so, play the song. I hope Just everybody keep. likes it. Oh, we, they're going to. If you don't like song. the song, I don't care. We're going to play it anyway. <laughs> if they don't like the song, it's not your fault he wrote it. Just say, right. tell yeah. them that. Right. What was it there? Yeah. What he said. Honestly, <laughs> to me, I was telling, I don't know if I told you guys this the other night, I was talking to somebody else that to me, Bridges is another example of a great collaboration effort, you know, in terms of us working together because Dale had kind of some basic, you know, he had a structure, he had some chords, and then he's like, go put your glitter on top of it. And then once we did that, you know, and all the band guys kind of, got their pieces to how it was going to work, then he wrote his, his lyrics to it. So it's, it's to me, a great example of the band collaborating and making something together. Yeah. So that's why I think it's just so special. Round well, two has started for right. us. Yeah. And, round uh, two. Round Fight. two. Fight. <laughs> Finish him. Um, Finish him. You know, we, we got some shows to play, but I, I truly believe that we we need some time to 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 grow. I mean, we come out of the gate swinging, and we've put all this stuff on the table, and we've become grind, you know. But I truly believe that the band needs time to know who grind is, and 
we need a little bit of time to to rehearse. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe here in the near future that new album, new EP, whatever. But I think that I think we've been working so much and we've been playing so much that we've kind of lost our luster a little bit. Maybe I don't know. But I feel like that the band needs needs a reboot, and I think that we are going to reboot and be fresh. I don't know how else to say it, but you need some new boots with some odor eaters or something. But well, dude. whatever, dude, my kicks are fucking sweet. No, he does. He's got the sweetest kicks. In the world. Well, I just, I just feel like this shit's always clean. No, no, no. I, I just feel like the band has to produce so much. Like it has to produce. So well, it's like been pulled so many directions too. It's kind of been tough. Yeah. It's. Early on, we kind of got pulled into a lot of stuff, and now we're kind of like trying to pull out of it. Like, yeah, that, and, exactly. And, and it's it's nice to kind of have a, a point where we have the ability that bands are are, are scared to not do things because they don't want to lose opportunities. But we also know that we can, if we want to play a show, we can play a show. You know, yeah. we can call up yeah, the exactly. venues in town and it, say, it, "Yeah, we want to put on a show in two months," and they will get on board get our backs but most of the time they're being told bands are being told what to do we're trying to kind of move from we'll play anything anywhere we'll let people take advantage of us to now we're kind of at a point where we want to say you know what y'all taking advantage of this enough we've we've made a lot of people a lot of it's gotten to the point where no one want to just do well call me anymore they'll call him (laughs) 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 well no that's the thing because you don't want to oversaturate and, you know, like what you guys had at the Vanguard, it'd be good to have that two or three times a year as opposed to right. just, you know, too we many did it times. All the time. Too many times. Too many you times. You know, I would say the, You're right. the, that night at the Vanguard, the thing I was most proud of, I thought all the bands did great. But there was another show across town that's trying with some great bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we still pulled 200 people that night. Yeah. And I... I was very proud of not only our band, but all the bands that worked together to make that happen. So you can do it, but you can't do it like all the time. Yeah. You know, and so now we want to be like, well, we did 200. Well, next time we do Vanguard, we want to sell 400 tickets. Yeah. We want to sell it out. And, 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 and the venue owners know that. But we're going to work. Yeah. You know? Exactly. They know that. I think if there hadn't been a show across town, we probably would. If there wouldn't have been, we would have. We probably sold three hundred yeah. plus that night. And I'll be there. He might. <laughs> he sucks. Yeah, he Trent. Thanks, man. He yeah. Tall, hey, but, you're number one. He's like, yeah. I've only seen grind. Like, you've only time. seen grind <laughs> half a time, <laughs> half a show. Right. He's like, only yeah. a half a you show. You guys got to see the show that everything went wrong and. I was like, give me your guitar now. Yeah, but... We're going to finish the show. The way you guys covered that was awesome. But so you that's guys why saw, that worked out, though, even though it probably wasn't how you wanted it to go. You guys told him what I've tried to tell him. Y'all saw something <laughs> that night when he didn't hold a guitar, right? Yeah. He yeah. commanded the stage. Yeah, I've been did. telling him more and more of these opportunities to look for these chances to get out there and just be Godzilla, man. Yeah. Forget the guitar. 
I know, right? And he's like, <laughs> you're not that good. <laughs> no, it's not that. I'm it's not great. that. It's not let that me, at all. Let me play. No, but you're right. You I mean, guys he, saw a different yes. persona when he didn't. When he was like walking around and owning the stage, and I love seeing it because it's yeah. like all of a sudden I, I see this giant Godzilla come out. Like this is my stage. Yeah. That's right, and it did. I love it. We kind of did that at uh, <laughs> Vanguard too, right? Right. So, and I told them, I'd, well, they know, I'm like, man, I want to put the guitar down a little more. I want to sing. Some of the songs it works, one, there's and some I'm songs, like, two guitars we need. Don't think you're getting another guitar player. Fuck that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't happening. Right. You can do that thing like Vince Neil in the same old situation video yeah. where he just has the now, guitar on him, but no, never plays it. It's, it's a, what was that song? Which one? It's a party, but you can't come. Oh. You're invited, You're invited to be friends. Yeah, that's where we're at. Dude, oh, I watched that cheesy ass video. I haven't even. I haven't we were even, talking about that. Also, I had to pull it up on my phone. What a blast! This is terrible. Steve Stevens. Oh, I don't. Steve Stevens uh, is great. Big Fox was in that band. You invited that song. Terrible, you motherfucker. Big Fox was a bad. He was a bad mofo. Enough's enough. I was like, yeah. You guys remember enough's enough? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I was like, you're Fly out of the show. Dill's like, CJ, you're out of the band. <laughs> we saw them. We saw them open for Extreme at Mohawk Park. With Extreme. <laughs> did they play more than words? Well, of course. When did they not play more than words? Dale. With Gary Sharon. Everyone in that band. He joined Van Halen. Play. What the hell is wrong with it him? It was like what was that it was like the first or second Rocklahoma. We it was like five in the goddamn morning and we went out to this tent in the campsite. We were watching Dirty Penny or whatever the one of those Dirty like, Penny those C grade, you know, two thousand seven glam bands. I partied with Dirty Penny a bunch. I thought they were Rocklahoma legends. Yeah, they were awesome. That's the first time I met and John Carabi was hanging out with Dirty Penny. Yeah, Trent, Trent was like, "Hey, look behind you," and I look right behind me, and there's Chips enough, and he's like, just in his little fucking hat and his little round John Lone glasses, and he's just hanging out. And I was like, "Wow, Chips enough, all right." Chips I like enough. those guys, man. I like <laughs> yeah, the, I like the new thing. That song was cool as hell. Does <laughs> like, he's like the cross I have to bear, but that's why it works. Because <laughs> we all have different interests. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I bring all the cool shit, you know. Yeah. He lays the bones, and I put the cool meat on top of it. There you yeah. go. Enough's enough is the cool meat. Enough's yeah. enough. The new, I've had the enough. new thing. <laughs> hey, shout out to Brandon. Uh, uh, we had a good time the other night. I love you, brother. Yeah, yeah, for sure we did. <laughs> and uh, thanks for everybody that stayed late, because it was late when everything ended. So thank you all. Oh, he's got 2016. What? Yeah, he went to like two of them. I was just looking at your date on your shirt. Oh, yeah. I went to Dallas and Houston last year. That's you invite, I want to go, day. but I don't want to. You like, invited, but your friends can't have come. To go. <laughs> <laughs> Vince knew it wasn't there, thank you. He was at Frontier City recently. Yeah. What would be worse? Being on a roller coaster and getting stuck at the top upside down or having to listen to Vince Neil live? Damn. It'd be stuck on the on a fucking roller coaster in that, the cab with Vince Neil and Glenn Danzig. 
and listen to them two argue. I'd rather That's see. I'd rather see Vince Neil because at least I can watch his drummer because that guy is amazing and well, he's yeah. insane. Because Glenn and, Danzig upside down is like mother. <laughs> would you get me off this ride? Thank you. <laughs> Did you know I used to sing in Miss Fitz? <laughs> oh, mother. Fuck, mother. Give me Fuck some weights to lift. Not Vince Neil, though. He just looked at Glenn Danzig and was like, you're invited, but your friends can't come. That's all I, he's know, got. Here's, here's something. If, if Glenn Danzig were in the equation, I'd invite all of his friends, but not him. Ooh, there you, there's something. Just to piss him off. He get mad. Exactly. He put some of that evil juju he's got. It's all right. Punch if you had a camera. It's all right. Uh, you don't like Glenn Danzig? Oh no, I'm, I'm fine. I, I've never. Just, I've never. I like the Misfits stuff about him, more, but more than I really solo like stuff, the Misfits personally. Stuff. I like a couple Danzig songs, but Danzig Three. Lucifitch. How the yeah. gods kill. Yeah. Hey, what's it? How the uh, the gods that how the, how the gods kill? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dirty black summer. Yep. I remember that because Travis Taylor wore that shirt every day of eighth grade. Every single day, this guy I went to school with Jesse James, motorcycle builder. He's yeah. that was his fucking theme song for his fucking was shop and dude. He said, "Ride a willy to the god that kills <laughs> with gorilla apes." Fuck, on jail. a chopper, just <laughs> yeah. He's playing that album in its entirety. Really? Yeah, Riot Fest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Riot Fest is all about playing shit in their entirety albums. So this year they got a whole crop of oh yeah. We've talked about like hmm. doing a surprise show, like you know, picking a record that we love. And just showing up at a venue one night, people think they're gonna hear the same old grind shit and just, just play we, it out. We gotta yeah. figure out what we'd wanna do. So you're doing Peter Chris' solo Right. I wanna do the core. We're gonna do the Peter Chris solo no, record. I wanna do core by Eric. <laughs> I'm not gonna give him that pleasure. No. I, uh, we can do the Ace Fraley one, I'd be in heaven, but I'll we never sing that heard terrible. I wanna hear Terrible sing those terrible lyrics. I've heard you guys do Cracker Man, so obviously right. you can do core. that shit and sound good, you know? Right. We're going to do the whole core album. That would be fun. Like, you know, totally surprise people. There are people be thinking they're coming in. do After the Rain by Nelson. Right? <laughs> do it. And I could wear a wig the whole time. I'm like tambourine. It'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, Hell man. yeah. Hey, Sorry. you know what? I wouldn't hear it because I can't hear tambourines. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned True this. story. Like... On this new stuff, there's like shakers and tambourines, but it's a frequency that I've got bad hearing loss. I can't hear it. So, like, I watch them record tambourine, and I cannot hear it. Like, I watch them do it. I cannot hear it. It's That's weird. insane. So, I'm like, Dale, is there, is there tambourine on this song? He's like, well, yeah. WWE Divas. It's kind of <laughs> weird. That's crazy. I've got, I, it must be like high frequency. Learn loss. something new every day. Right. Jesus, so, that's awesome. Is that the only yeah, instrument awesome. you've noticed that with? Well, I didn't know we had tambourine on any of our recordings, but apparently, apparently it's on a lot of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, they've made fun of me about it for quite a while, but 
I cannot hear it. I've got cons- I've got the you know tinnitus constantly ringing. Oh, from just really? years of noise exposure in, in the military, and then obviously loud music, but. That must be right in that same frequency that I cannot hear. So it's kind of crazy. So I'll bring one out and play it live with you. I, I would hear it. I just I'd see you moving <laughs> it, but it's you know it's not a good thing. Kids wear hearing protection, but yeah. So I noticed your WWE stuff, dude. I'm a wrestling freak. Oh my really? god! Don't get this guy started. Don't same get here. me started. Same here. All right, who's your favorite wrestler right now? Right now, that like is active. Right now, well, if Jericho is not active, right. then Seth Rollins. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you guys later. All right. We became best friends. Seth Rollins is the shit, dude. Yeah. The gay cloud just choked me. He's fucking Seth. He's fucking Seth Rollins. Yeah. Dude, I gotta hear about this shit all the He's time. So, have you ever noticed when we play, Dale's hair's wet? Is that because so it's wrestler hair? I do wrestler you hair. You wrestler hair, dude. Uh, <laughs> so God. somebody asked me, they're like, well, does he put grease in his hair? I'm like, no, that's wrestler So Kyle hair. Williams was like, <laughs> Kyle, we, were at, we were at DTL one night, and Kyle Williams was like, blah, 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 blah. And dude, it was like 100 degrees outside. I just poured a bottle of water on my hair. I was like, oh, God, that feels so good. And I went inside, and Kyle was like, did you just take a shower? Where the fuck is the yeah. shower? And I was like, I didn't take a fucking shower. I was like, this is wrestler's hair. He was like, no one cares about that. Get on stage. So we play. So that's always been a joke with between me, Kyle, and Jake. Wrestler hair. Because they're like, wrestler hair doesn't matter. I'm like, yeah, the fuck it does. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. I'm like, have you seen Triple H? Well, they're like, when are you going to shit water out? Triple I'm like, H don't even have any hair now. I know, but... I'm just yeah, saying. I'm, I'm that, ashamed I even know that much. But he used to always have it wet when he came out. Yeah, and then he, yeah, he's still He's the cerebral away. assassin. You better watch him out. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea what you're wandering into. Stay away. The waters are deep when it comes to wrestling with this one. Yes. <laughs> you want to play the game? They yeah. are. It's time to play the game. All right. <laughs> so, okay. Motorhead wrote his songs. If Dale was not the lead singer of Grind, he would totally be a WCW. Or wrestler. I would be the announcer. He'd be talking shit great. like, this wrestler's terrible. Look at him. <laughs> no, I would, be his, up his crack. I would be the announcer because I know how to his, talk major shit about everyone. His boots don't even match his tights. Are hey, you believing this? WCW's been gone for 16 years. That shows what I know. <laughs> See? That shows what I know. Right. <laughs> Michael Cole's running that shit now. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know nothing about no... So what's the active one? If it's not WCW, what is it? WWE. Oh, WWE. This Monday is Night Raw. Vince McMahon. It should yeah. be going on right now. I should be home watching. I'm sure you DVR'd it. Yes, I did. <laughs> when, we, when we talk about wrestling, it gets deep. Oh, Bray yeah. Wyatt's Fuck my, Bray Wyatt. Fuck that. Man. Bray Wyatt's probably my second favorite wrestler ever. He's you, badass, you though. Guys, you, know? you know who he is? He's the slide-in Undertaker. Yeah. That's who he is. The yeah. slide-in Undertaker? All right. What does that mean? That's okay, so know. Undertaker was like the the, the the dark side, like the little kids that love right. the dark shit, that like to the paint. The goth kids? Yeah. Right. Paint black fingernails right. and hate the world. Mm-hmm. That's Bray Wyatt. Follow the... Cr- 
follow the crow, follow the raven, follow the, the crows. The buzzards, the buzzards. Yeah. Remember the Raven? A, Remember the Raven, WCW? Yeah. And he used to go, follow the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> Bray Wyatt, man. So he's saying follow the crow. Oh, so God. what happened to Junkyard Dog and like, you yeah. know, Jake the Snake? That's when I knew They got DDT, son. Bam, it's over. Jake the Snake's all about DDP yoga. Remember DDT? DDT, baby. No, DDP. Oh, I knew about DDT. Diamond Dallas Page, baby. Hey, <laughs> Bang! Hey, I did, confusing me with hey, acronyms. I did DDP yoga for like three weeks, like a month and a half ago. And really? I felt amazing. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I really like being fat and out of shape and hating myself. I'm going to stop doing it. But I stopped doing it. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> Fucking wrestling, man. I, I love wrestling, dude. I was at WrestleMania last year. That's what that program's from. You went to WrestleMania? Yeah. You were in Dallas? Yeah. Man, I have seen everybody but The Rock. He's the only one I have not seen. I saw him a couple times back, way back. He's the, he's the only one. Everyone else I've seen, all of them. The Rock is the only one I have seen. I was seen. like the turtleneck with the necklace and the fanny pack rock. <laughs> when he first really? came out, you remember that? Yeah. No, when he first hey, no, when he first came out, he was no, he was generation. He was he Rocky was he known yes, he was he was Rocky Maivia, and he was yeah, generation. The, the multicolored, yes. I'm sorry. I'm and then well just go and then home. they started wrestling. He got in a fight with Farouk, yeah. and he decided to be <clears throat> the Rock. And he got in a fight with all those guys. Yeah, Rocky <laughs> Mal what Rocky Maivia Maivia. That's he his, was Rocky Maivia. His dad's last. But you know what? You know what? Sam apart yeah, was the was Rocky the Johnson, his dad, his grandpa was Peter was Maivia. the people's brow. Oh my god! Remember that shit? Hey, we got yeah. like a Night Ranger DVD, maybe an Anthrax DVD. <laughs> right on, man. We watch while these two <laughs> these two nerded <laughs> these, <laughs> these two touch. He said Night Ranger. He said Night Ranger. Damn. Don't tell me you love yeah, me. Yeah, while these two touch tips, we'll go. Don't <laughs> tell me you love me. You're going to watch Night Ranger and you're saying, we're touching tips? Sure. Yeah, I'll go wrestling whatever. anytime, uh, dude. Right. I love that stuff. Same here. Because Jericho like, is my shit. I'm like, I, he, went, he went and oh, seen Jericho. Tell, at, tell him about the fucking, the VIP at the Fozzie in Oklahoma City. The guy with ooh. all the shit. Oh. Tell him. That's a great story because it's just... And the fact that Jericho was cool about it, because I would have been... Dude, did you make the you. list? Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> did? You got to tell them the story. It's Fozzie a opened story. for Saxon like three years ago. And the Fozzie had a, a meet and greet. And it was only like 50 bucks or something. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to meet Jericho unless I do this. So me and Tracy go to this meet and greet. And there's, you know, there's, I don't know, 30, 40 people there maybe. And you could tell about... 20 of them were there only because of Jericho. Yeah. Like wrestling fans, they didn't give a shit about the music. The other 20 were probably there for music. But yeah, we get in there and this dude has literally has a duffel bag full of... He had like magazines, the books. He had... Jericho like, shit. Action figures. Yeah, yeah, everything. He had like 20-some things. And they had it where you go, you know, like a lot of meet and greets, you go down the line and have them sign stuff. Then they got up and took pictures and would talk to you. But this guy comes up and he's just like pulls and keeps pouring out this shit, you know. And like the other guys, I could see the other guys in the band are just kind of like doing this, like so they weren't like laughing because Jericho's just signing it. And everybody else, he was being totally cool to, you know. Like, hey, how's it going? 
he was just like eh, he ain't going through it. And after like the sixth or seventh thing, he's like, "Look, dude, I appreciate that you're a fan, but I hate signing." Yeah, all this shit. he's like, "Go over there after we do the pictures, and I'll sign this for you." And literally after he did everything, all the pictures and everything, he walked over there and signed. He signed all of it. Yeah, he's like, man. "I don't know if you're putting this on eBay, but I'm going to sign it for you." And that was pretty cool, <laughs> man. Cool about it, you know. And pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I you can tell that. the guy was probably. Probably not selling on eBay. He looked like a dork, you know. So like, <laughs> I'm guessing, I mean, I thought I was I I was kind of weirded walking in there because I had both his books and yeah, jersey. yeah, yeah. And this guy had a fucking <laughs> like three Fozzie things, and so I gave Tracy half of it. And here, you take half of this. So I'm not a dork, you know. <laughs> and then you know, so he was totally cool with us, you know, but. I waited out in the car like an idiot because I didn't want a VIP meet and greet. I just wanted to see fucking Saxon. So I was like, but they were my ride, so I had to get there like two in the afternoon with these schmucks. Then like a year later, he's on to Fozzie and pissed off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then like a year later, I'm like, oh, Fozzie's actually fucking awesome. I'm a dick. Dude, they're okay. Uh, Me and the guitar player, we talk on Facebook. Billy Gray. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. I don't talk to Jericho. Hey, hey, pass hey, shit over to Jericho. I'm like, my scarf costs more than yours. <laughs> well, after the whole thing ended, I, I started talking to Rich Ward, the other guitarist. Yeah. He was in Stuck Mojo and Adrenaline Mob. And right, 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 right. And he, he stood there and talked to me for like 10 minutes after everybody in the place left. The whole right. band and all the other fans, it was just me and him standing there talking. That's cool. And yeah. So, Were you there at the Rocklahoma when uh, Fozzie came out? Oh yeah, this past. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, dude, he looked like a short, stocky like. <laughs> he said Bon Jovi. Yeah, that's what he looked like. Yeah, right. He looked like John Bon Jovi, but like I saw him that night with you know, with Dalem, and I mean, and I, then he, I, but he sounded like ACDC. Yeah, fucking Eddie Trump was like, my friend is a little diva. I don't know if he's coming out yet, just yet. And Jericho walks out and he's like, no! He walks like, back out. Yeah, he's totally like Bon Jovi up there. That's what I told him. I liked how, I mean, this is a, a small detail, but the, their bass player had the bass upside down. And that's how he played. Yeah? Like he was left-handed. I don't remember. He I remember was left-handed Jericho and came out of the crowd the right stupid. way, he just played it upside down. That's all I remember. I'm like, and I that's got way cool. back. Because I'm like, I don't want to get in this Jericho frenzy. Hey, the I'm going to get way back. Awesome. They I got good. way back in the back. I'm like, I'm going to let Because Dale was like right up front. And we started up close. But I'm then a Jericho-holic. Then it went stupid. And I was like, I'm going to the back. That that new song, Judas or whatever. Yeah. Judas something. It was all right. It's and like, they had you, so much samples going. Like it or not. And, like, man. That song is catchy as hell. You're gonna. It, it's going to stick in your head. I, I I love Jericho as a wrestler, but as a songwriter, he's terrible. <laughs> dude, he's going to come. The, 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 he's going to totally whoop He can fucking bring it on, dude. I'll put him he's in like, the walls of Jericho. I'll put him in his own fucking mood. Come on, motherfucker. I will fucking call well, Seth Rollins and we'll go to town kicking his ass. Y'all about the same size, so you'd probably be a fair match. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. He's done DDP yoga. Oh, dude, I'll straight drop kick him in his face. He's like, CJ, don't make me fucking put a wrestling. Yeah, don't make me fucking choke Jericho out. He didn't do shit. Why I gotta choke him out? You're the one talking shit. What I'm saying is, (laughs) (laughs) only always. Well, on that note, 
we appreciate you guys taking the time. Yeah, yeah man. Love you guys. Yeah, this is Thanks great. for having us. As always. Yeah. There you go. Dell, CJ from Grind. Very cool. Thank you to them for taking the time out to do that. They came over to the house. We just sat down at the table, had a lot of beers, yes. and talked for a while. And even once that audio that you heard ended, you know, there was a, probably another hour, an hour and a half of just sitting, sitting, sitting around, around listening to music, talking about shit, random yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And most of that stuff probably wasn't suitable for air anyway. <laughs> so it's a good thing that the that the uh you know the mic was off. Right. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, thethunderground.com, Facebook.com backslash the Thunder Underground, Instagram and YouTube are both at the Thunder Underground, and Twitter is T H N D R U N D R Ground. Every Monday night, seven PM, we're on one oh two seven WSNR.com. We stream there. Very happy to be a part of their radio station. It's the largest rock online radio station there is. Got tons of listens, and we've actually moved up to number two on the on the listener list this past month, so quite an honor. We, we sure have. Thanks to everybody that listened. Yeah. If you're listening right now, we appreciate it. If you are a new listener and this is the first time you're listening on 102.7, you can get on soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground and find all our back episodes. There's now 133 previous episodes. We had on Doc Coyle, who was formerly of God Forbid. We've had on guys from Death Angel, Battlecross, Shinedown, Avatar, Kiss, Gene Simmons and Bruce Kulik, both from Kiss. That's 25% of the living members of Kiss That's right. <laughs> who have been on this podcast. We've had, uh, we've had guys from Crowbar, Insight, He Is Legend, uh, Wino from The Obsessed and Spirit Caravan. Uh, if you like the 80s uh, stuff, we've had uh, Mark Kendall from Great White. We've had guys from Warrant, Europe, Trickster. Uh, there's something for everybody. Bullet Boys and Lillian Axe. That's right. Bullet Boys, Lillian Axe. Yes. <laughs> Mark Torian, one of the nicest guys in the world you'll ever meet in your whole fucking life. That's true. So, yeah, look that one up. It's all good. All good stuff. Great one we had a while, a couple months ago. John Connolly from Seven Dust. Yes, that's right. Go check that out. Pat on Shooter Jennings. That's another of my favorite ones. Reed Mullen from COC. Oh, that was that was that was special. Yeah, it was. The list goes on, like you said. And speaking of, we said Fist of Rage. They were on here about a year ago. Yes. And so go back and check that out. And then of course, Grind has been on here before as well. Previous episode. And several of the bands we mentioned earlier, like Reliance Code, been on here as well. That's right. So do yourself a favor and do us a favor and check that out. Follow us, like us, share us with your friends. All right. Does that do it? That's it. We're done. All right. Until next time. We're out of beer and we're out of time. So till next time. time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground.